Hello, everyone, and welcome to Opal's Lounge. This is our first podcast, and today we are interviewing Alicia Goines. Uh, she is the owner of the, the Divine Beauty Tarot. Um, Alicia, I'm going to give yes. you a moment to go ahead and introduce yourself. So, All right. I am, as Dylan said, Alicia Goines, and I run the Divine Beauty's Tarot. I opened my business probably back about two years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's been two years now um, as a professional tarot reader. Awesome. Um, Oh, that's wonderful, Alicia. I'm so glad to have you on here. I am so excited for us to get to know each other and for this interview. Uh, So my first question for you is what sparked your spiritual journey? So uh, my spiritual journey was actually sparked from trauma as most as that, you know, happens to most people. It's that catalyst that Mm -hmm. happens where something kind of knocks you off track. And if you are familiar, familiar with the tarot, then you'll know about the tower card. And (laughs) basically that is what sparked my spiritual journey. Um, I had gone through a lot of ups and downs in life. And finally, when I, Um, got to a point where I was married. I had three beautiful children. Um, I ended up actually getting a divorce. And then years after that, I lost my home. Um, I was in a horrible car accident. And I used to be a kindergarten teacher, go figure. And so I lost my job shortly after losing my car and my home. And like, it just seemed like everything was going to hell. (laughs) But I'm actually kind of glad that everything happened. And I can't believe I'm sitting here saying that. So um, it was like a push from the universe to me on the right path. Absolutely. I love the fact that you're a kindergarten teacher. I think that (laughs) is just so cool as well. Um, so question for you, um, yeah. I know this because we've talked about it a little bit, but would you go back and do it over again? Absolutely. 100%. I would go back and do it all over again, knowing what I know now, knowing who I am now. I mean, everything that happened to me, um, shaped me. I, I didn't go through anything. I, I grew through, you know, whenever I go through something, I grow through it. So Um, that's something that I've learned. It really made me grow up fast. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally have mad respect for you. I think that's so cool. Um, But yeah, so with the um, mindset of you would go through it again, because now you grow through it instead of you go through it. And that's very much the victim mindset kind of at play, you know, how people normally say like, oh, I'm going through this instead of going through it. Um, So that's an interesting point that I just wanted to point out that that really does. That's so such a good perspective. And a lot of what we do and a lot of what spirit has for us is really what perspective or lens do we look through? Exactly. Um, So my next question for you is what divination or practice do slash did you gravitate towards? So I started out with the tarot and I started out with the tarot about three, well, four years now, four years ago. And at the time I was married and we were very Christian based. Um, And so, and I grew up, you know, in a Christian home. My father is a pastor actually. 
And so I kind of, it made me feel like I was doing something wrong. And so I would pick it up and put it down, pick it up and put it down. And then I got to a point where I was like, oh, this is stupid. Like, I can't read these. There's nothing happening. Um, And it was because my soul wasn't ready. And so when I got into the tarot, I, it, it slowly opened the door for other things when I realized this is my soul's calling. And so um, my dreams became more vivid. And now I realize um, that was definitely my clairvoyance picking up. Um, so I use my dreams as a form of divination. I also have started using runes. Um, pendulums are a go-to. I practice ornithomancy as well. And that is uh, following messages from the movement of different species of birds. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> in astrology, even though I... I haven't really seen it, you know, listed as a form of divination. It's definitely a form of divination. So I, I'm a practicing astrologist as well. Wonderful. Yeah, you have a lot of different hats um, or strong suits that I don't necessarily practice. And I love that. I love meeting new people who have different lenses, especially when it comes to communicating to spirit what needs to be said. Um, A lot of people, you know, you hear they want to be mediums and things like that. And yeah, I do enjoy my mediumship, but it does have its pros and cons for sure. (laughs) Um, But I always remind people, own your gift. Whatever you gravitate towards naturally and the knowledge is there. Because let me tell you, you have no idea. I have tried <laughs> so hard. <laughs> you learn about astrology, po- palmistry, but that information is just not there for me. Yeah. I've tried and tried. I've read books and it just doesn't stick. So that I know that that's not where I'm supposed to be pulled or gravitated towards. So I love the fact that you know so much about the tarot and depth and also astrology. Now, before we move on with the... The, the follow-up with that, I do want to break away real quick if I can put you on the spot. Absolutely. Okay, so today, just today alone, my friend asked me, it's my childhood friend, she's pregnant. She keeps seeing blue jays and she knows it's not for her, but it's for oh, her. Oh, God, you are kidding me. And she really wants to know what that means. And I told her, I was like, hey, I'm really super busy, but I will touch base with you. So if you don't mind sharing and also putting it in the podcast, I would love to hear what Blue Jays mean with the one of the divination tools that you use. I am literally <laughs> kind of shook right now um, because Blue Jays have a, a an incredibly great significance for me. And when you said that, my heart literally fell to the bottom of my stomach and I almost started crying. <laughs> <laughs> So um, blue jays, as, if, as in any bird, have different bring different messages for different people. And I personally correlate blue jays with my grandfather's soul. Um, blue jays, cardinals, whenever I see those two birds, that's my grandfather coming around. So definitely looking, um, she should look to relatives that she may feel like she's disconnected from, um, but they are still coming around in that animal form. But blue jays as a whole, um, if we're going to go with the, the collective meaning of it, it, it's a spiritual bird of confidence. So this is a bird that when it comes into your life, it usually comes when you 
either are feeling very confident and it's letting you know that you're on the right path without a doubt, or when you are um, kind of having that self doubt, it's that when you are in that devil energy of fear and self-limiting beliefs, you will normally see a blue jay come around. Awesome. She is going to be so ecstatic to hear that. I cannot wait to share that with her. Yeah, they, yeah, that's, that's, I, like, I'm stuttering over my words because, (laughs) (laughs) that is so cool. I didn't even know that that was a divination practice that we, or that people could use. um, Really, honestly, um, I did not discover Orinthomancy to be completely honest with you until six months ago. Now, I've been practicing it since I was a little girl. I just didn't know that I was practicing it, which I feel like that's how most of our gifts work anyway. When we are, you know, we're not awakened to them. We've been practicing them. It's just that we haven't really been tapped into them energetically, you know, consciously um, right. intent. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool practice. That is so cool. Okay, so follow-up question. Uh, to which divination or practice did slash do you gravitate towards? So the follow-up with that is, um, how has your divination evolved? So what have you maybe added or sharpened or has it gone further? Just how has it evolved for you in any way? So my divination has definitely evolved. um, And I would say that having numerology... (laughs) And astrology pushed into my practice has given it quite the boost. Um, I remember when I first started out reading tarot, I started, you know, most intuitives, not all, most intuitives will start by really listening to their intuition. They look at the pictures of, you know, if you're reading tarot, they're looking at the pictures and seeing what they see in the, the pictures and making a story out of the cards. I did not start that way. I actually started out reading books. And um, trying to memorize each, you know, um, card. And then my intuition caught on later with reading, uh, actually looking at the picture. So then when I got past that point, I added in numerology and realized it just opened up a whole other door. Um, And I will say the same about astrology. Wow, that's so fascinating because I can say from my personal experience, I definitely did start with reading the cards intuitively, even though the card already had one word. Actually, so that's another question for you. What was your first deck? Was it tarot or oracle? It was the tarot. It was actually your basic Rider Waite, the you know the the basic Rider Waite Smith um, tarot deck. And I remember getting it, and I was really excited when I got them. I slept with them under my pillow because I had read up, you know, that that was a great way to connect with your cards. And then the more I got into them, I was like, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how far I've come. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. Mine was actually Oracle. I gravitate more towards Oracle rather than Tarot, but I do read Tarot as well. Um, but you are literally what I would say would be a advanced tarot reader because you do bring in a lot of numerology with it the card meaning itself your own intuition and then also the numerology with it like that is amazing well thank you I appreciate that yeah absolutely so my next question is um 
what do you currently practice as far as divination? So as far as divination, obviously the tarot um, and in terms of like a spiritual practice. So I steer away from the mindset of religion, which anybody that is religious, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I feel like we all have a path to follow and we are led exactly where we are supposed to be at this point in time in our lives. Uh, I consider myself an omnist. So that is the practice or or belief of um, respecting all spiritual practices and religions. And I believe that there is truth in all walks of life. So whereas people would find the negative in certain religions or spiritual practices, I gravitate immediately toward the positive aspect of it. Yeah, that's, that's really, I don't know what to say to that. That's, <laughs> I'm just kind of, I, oh my gosh, you know, because we've had many conversations and I'm just kind of blown away at the synchronicities um, because I consider myself an omnist as well. And I was also raised Christian, um, but being in the church always felt like, okay, things are missing. Yeah. So I do see the omnist. I totally understand what you're saying, where we believe that there's truth in all religion and there's really no wrong or right one, um, but rather they're all connected. Yes. So, I just love everything you said, and I love hearing truth being mirrored back, <laughs> and I it's just amazing. It's wonderful. Um, so I do have one more question that I do want to ask, but I'm going to say that to the end, and I'm going to go ahead and move on to some of the other questions that we have listed, if you're okay with that. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, okay, so who or what played a key role when you when it all started for you? When, like, who was your biggest support when your tower period started happening? And then, obviously, when your intuition really started coming through and you thought you were going crazy, like, who so, was there? Uh, 100% honestly, I had no support, nada, zero. But that was a lie that I was telling myself. <laughs> when everything started crumbling down for me, I literally cut off people, friends. I mean, it was just, it was like my entire world changed in within a couple months and I felt yeah. completely alone. I, I, and I feel most of us feel that way on this journey. Um, it doesn't matter what you practice when you are really into your spirituality or trying to, you know, become one with source, you will feel periods where you feel absolutely destitute. Like there is no hope. There's no one to talk to about this, but that's a lie. Um, and, and, and I feel like, when I was growing up, especially with my father being a pastor, um, my grandmother, his mother, was clairvoyant. And we all knew this. She was open. She's still openly clairvoyant. But the thing is, they don't believe in the tarot. They don't believe in using any type of divination techniques. But then they use their dreams. And so it was, it was very confusing for me as a child. And it still is confusing for me. Um, and so when I, you know, finally pulled myself together and got past the, you know, the whole tower moment period, I realized I didn't have a lot of support around me. It was just, I had to find the right support. And those people that I removed earlier on, they, it wasn't a punishment, which I felt like at the time, like no one loves me. No one wants to help me. No one cares about me. I wasn't being punished. You know, spirit was literally making way for better, you know, people to enter my life. 
Um, and so now I've found people like you <laughs> and, and other fellow readers and um, even some people in my family have now come out now that they've gotten used to what I do and know that it's not, you know, I'm not necessarily outside worshiping cats and <laughs> like, it's just, and I think that's the problem is that people get this misconception that when you are following the tarot, you are, you know, worshiping the devil or what have you. And I don't, you know, even people that do practice Satanism, I don't have anything against those people because sometimes you have to educate yourself and everything is not, um, as it's perceived from other people. And so my biggest support is definitely now my family is, is come back in and they're more open to what I do because they actually can see it firsthand. Whereas I know a lot of people aren't that lucky. A lot of people, um, their families want nothing to do with them after they get into their spiritual practices and things like that. And I actually have a cousin who's um, come forth with her gifts and she's very blessed clairvoyantly. I, and, you know, my grandmother has come around it's, it's weird. And it's odd because the very first part, one of the very first people to get a, a really good reading from me was my mother. And she's been wow. against this from like day one. And I was like, wow, she let me read her. So I, I feel like when you start this journey, you feel like you're starting it alone. And what's really happening is sometimes spirit will separate you from other people. Sometimes you have to be by yourself to know who you really are. And once you come into knowing who you really are, then you will start attracting people on that vibration. A hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree. It is so fascinating how that works really, because you would think that as you go through that, you really want that support and you don't want to feel alone. Um, and you do feel alone. You do feel isolated, but you really do have that, that support all around you from the community. Um, I'm trying not to, to share too much about myself because this is your interview here. So, um, but I will say this, I think it's really beautiful and amazing that your family has come around to it and that they do support you. I think that is just amazing. And that is such a wonderful opportunity for more bonding and understanding between all of you. Yeah. Um, I also, I just love it. So how, tell if you don't mind, what did your mom say after? What was her reaction? So um, she, my mom, um, I feel like part of the reason why she even let me read her is because she wasn't around a lot during my childhood. And when she finally opened up and let me give her a reading, I think I, if I can remember, because this was just last summer, I said something along the lines of, um, Oh God, what was it? It was something about needing strength or something like that. I can't remember, but whatever I said clicked with her and she was like, oh my gosh, I was just saying that, you know, to a coworker about, you know, being strong and needing support and, you know, all this stuff that was in her reading. And I think she realized that I wasn't just, because I, I feel like at first she thought maybe this was something that I was doing. Cause I, I'm one of those people that I will start things and stop them for no rhyme or reason, just because I feel like doing it. I get in these moments of excitement and the tarot has been the, the thing that I've held on to for the longest. This is something that I got into. And I think people thought it was a hobby or just um, something that I was, you know, I'd gone crazy and had a mental breakdown because of everything that happened to me. And so I think she really saw that this is real. Like this is really 
real. And she also saw that just because I was into the tarot does not mean I lost the faith that I grew up with. Because although I am an honest, I still believe in God. I just, oh my goodness. um, you know, like, I believe that God is, you know, universe. And I believe that Jesus is an ascended master. I think that's the only belief that I have different than, you know, the Christian form of believing in God. So uh, she, I think that's what really held her on to this is okay, because I still held and do keep my faith up. Wow. That is so cool. I love, love, love that you're able to, to share that with mom and that she's able to realize that. Um, I say, oh my goodness, because I'm just sitting here getting the validation shows all over because that is exactly what it is. Just because we use our spiritual gifts, but call them Claire's. Okay. And use divination. That's not your typical mundane divination does not mean that we don't believe in God. Exactly. And, I, I just, again, I love the mirror and the truth validation, just being mirrored back. That is amazing. So also let's move on with that. So I do want to ask you, and I, I would make this a little brief only because um, I would like to have you back on for us to further discuss this um, being the Claire's and the spiritual gifts and how they're related. So the Claire's in our world and the psychic world or ominous world, and then the spiritual gifts that the church talks about. If you would be interested in sharing just a brief perspective on that. And then I, that's one of the topics that I would love to have you back to come and speak on. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be so cool. Yeah. So um, just throwing that out there, but what are your, your thoughts on that? as far as just how do the Claire's mash up with the spiritual gifts? So the Claire, so for example, I'm clairvoyant, claircognizant, clairsentient, and clairgestalt um, is part of my, you know, my Claire's that I, you know, like to use. So in terms of spirituality, those things have, how do I explain this? So when, you know, when someone asks you the question, well, what exactly, what exactly is intuition? Like, how do you know you're using your intuition? And the mm-hmm. very first example I always use is that, you know how sometimes you are about to cross the street and you start to step off the curb and all of a sudden something's like, no, don't do it. And you step back and there's a car that comes around, you know, speeding 25 miles per hour down a 15 mile per hour street. And you're like, oh my gosh, like I could have been hit. Well, that is definitely clairvoyance. <laughs> that, that's right. your intuition yeah. telling you. So it's that gut feeling in the pit of your stomach that tells you, and, you know, to go for something or not to go for something. And what you're essentially doing when you are trying to tap into all of your clairs is you're becoming stronger with that sense. And it's definitely not an overnight thing. And I think everybody, you know, already knows that, but it's definitely not how it is in the movies where you are, you know, in Ghost, for example, and they had Whoopi Goldberg talking to like the big rock ghost in front of her and all that stuff. Um, it's a lot. That's a good movie, though. <laughs> I love me some Whoopi. It's a lot deeper than that. So really you are, you're using all five senses to tap into 
um, your psychic gifts. And that, you know, your touch, your taste, your sight and sound and um, I don't, I'm missing one of them. But yeah, <laughs> you're, you're essentially using all of those five senses to let you know that spirit is near um, and to tap in, you know, to your guides and your angels, your higher, your, your higher self. It, it's so deep. And I agree with you. We would have to do a whole other segment on this. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. so much deeper. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I just wanted to give give the listeners here just a little taste of, you know, here's a possible another subject that's coming out. So look out for it. Um, so back on track for us. Um, I do want to ask you, since we're on the topic, how do you sense spirit? And then also explain. So, so you are mentioning some of the clairs, um, but would you mind defining the clairs in your own words? That way, those that are listening who may be might just be exploring themselves or educating themselves uh, through this podcast. Um, not only what clairs do you use, but what do the clairs actually mean? So, for example, clairvoyance would be clear seeing. Yes. Um, that signs and symbols in the mind's eye. Yes. So, with my clairvoyance, that's that's that clear um, um, seeing, like you said. And so, that sometimes, like if I'm doing a reading. I will see patterns or I will see numbers. So if spirit were to show me, you know, the number one and I have a client or a client sitting across from me, I'm going to say, oh, did you just start something new? Or is there there's some sort of new beginning coming in your life? Because one is a number that's tied to, you know, bright starts and brand new beginnings. Um, mm-hmm. I So if, and for instance, my clairsentience, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh my goodness. I'm just getting over getting sick. So please forgive me. <laughs> Yeah, okay. uh, so with Claire sentience or Claire Gastance, that is being able to taste or smell certain things that aren't even in sight. Uh-huh. Um, for example, I was out once and I just started smelling citrus. And there is like a little rumor that goes around that says when you when you're smelling citrus, it can sometimes correlate with the chakras as well. So when I smell citrus, mm-hmm. I automatically correlate that with the, the chakras that are, talk about energy. And so that would be so plexus. Um, and yep. so I immediately become on high alert. It's really hard to explain, but you, when you start going through it, it's like, you'll know. And I know people have experienced smelling things that know that a loved one is near, like smell perfume that maybe that loved one has worn. And um, that's definitely happened to me before. Smelling roses, had someone that passed over that that always correlated with roses for me. Um, so Claire, our Claire cognizance is another one that's going. And so again, that is what I was referring to with that example of stepping off of the curb too soon. Uh, that's just that knowing in the pit of your stomach of something that you should go for or shouldn't go for. Right. Yeah, that's wonderful. So question, a follow-up question with you is, do you, I'm going to butcher it, uh, Claire Gustix is tasting, yes. correct? Okay, so do you combine Claire Sentience and Claire Gustis together as uh, kind of working together I, or one? T- it just depends if it comes to me that way. Claire Sentience is more of that, that clear feeling. Um, so I'll feel right. wind um, or I just came back from hiking at the park, actually. And so um, it's really windy out today. So you wouldn't really you wouldn't know that because you're like, well, it's windy anyway. So am I just tripping or like am I? But 
when you'll know, like you will know this is a, it's such a different feeling. Like the hair stands up on your arms and it does that because that's that (laughs) energy. That's that vibration that we as humans are usually not a part of. And so it's little, it's just little things like that. And Claire Gaston's with the smells coming in, if those two were to be combined, I would smell something that isn't even around and the hair would stand up on my arms. I know that spirit is near. I'm going to get like a, a hint of wind or even sitting in my house and something like touching the back of my neck, that Claire sentience coming in. That is when your gifts combine, it's so hard to explain, but I mean, you know this, but you definitely yeah. will know. It's it's really cool, actually. Um, and yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so some perspective on that, uh, just to give a clearer line in the sand of how you know when it's intuition or especially with clairsentience, um, just like the wind you're talking about. So obviously we can walk outside and feel the wind breeze, right? And be like, okay, that's wind, right? Um, But more so whenever you're sitting at home with no fans on and the air is just pretty stagnant and there's no vents around, you could be doing the dishes or something. And it almost feels like, at least for me, it feels like someone walks by you. It's like you walk by you real quick and you just get that real quick, like, because you feel the wind that they're carrying. Um, that's kind of how that works. And that's when you know, like, okay, there's no rhyme or reason why this is happening, but I know it's happening. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then also with clairsentience, for me, at least, I, um, it kind of couples with the claircognizance of just knowing, but you do feel it in like your blood and your bones almost. It's just like this gut feeling, this, this, uh, just, just this knowing, but also this, your body is resonating or reacting to it. Does that correct? And I, I love how you put that when you said, you know, your body is reacting to it. That's exactly what it is. Um, it's like all of your senses are on high alert all of a sudden. Um, so yeah, and, definitely- and I'll even be sitting here and I'm like, okay, what do you want? Like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I completely understand that 100%. Um, but it is. It's almost like with people who are tapped into their their spiritual gifts or their clairs or intuition, whatever name you really want to put on it, um, you um, – how do I put this into the right words? My clients are probably going to laugh when they hear this because I do this to them all the time. I'm like, okay, guys, give me the English words for it, not just the energy of what you want me to say. Um but it is, it's almost like your senses are so heightened um, that you're able to feel, sense, smell, touch, see the things that are not in our dimension or exactly. our realm, if that makes sense. It's almost like you have such a heightened sense or you're tapped into it so much that you feel past just the things that your physical eyes can see or that your physical body can feel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think that's wonderful. I have to say that you are by far, I did get a reading with you and by far one of the best readings I've ever well, had. Thank you. Easily, easily within the top two. You, I don't know what it is, girl, but I just felt that connection. And like I told you, spirit was in my ear and they're like, you need to go talk to her. Go support. <laughs> 
I was like, yes, I'll do that. So, that so much. And I, your energy is just amazing. I, and I remember when you came in for a reading and I'm like, oh my God, like my, you know, when I get a client that has such high energy like you do, um, my energy will pick up off of that. And so I just kind of roll with it. So I can't even take the credit for the reading. Um, the client definitely helps. So. <laughs> no, that is 100% true. Thank you for the compliment, though. Um, so let's ask, let's see here. So I do also want to ask you as we're coming, we're going to start wrapping this up because I know that you got things you need to do here. Um, but I do have a few more questions, yeah. if that's okay. Awesome. Uh, so let's see here. What are you learning or researching now to better yourself? So whatever you're comfortable sharing in your personal life, uh, this could also be maybe something that's also in your spiritual world as well. Yes. So right now, um, I am studying astrology. I have been for a while now, but I that is something that will never get old because it's I've read up that it takes about 12 years to become a professional astrologist. So I got a while to go. Um, <laughs> so astrology is definitely one of my, my main points of study. I'm also studying, um, which I hadn't, I don't think I told you this in like our, our pre-interview, but I um, am going more into shadow work because I have realized that that is really how I connect with my clients. I connect with my clients through the dark first in order to bring everything to the light. Um, and I noticed yep. that that's really, really important for me. So shadow work is definitely, I mean, you cannot, you, you just can't be on a spiritual path without doing the shadow work. It's, it's impossible. There's no way. Um, I'm also getting more into scrying. I would love to learn how to read crystal balls. Um, as well as scrying with uh, water, water scrying. That's going to be really cool. And what are you doing to practice self-care? So my self-care practice includes um, soaking in a spiritual bath. Um, that is a big one for me. And I know you and I were just talking about this the other night, um, how important spiritual baths are to kind of rejuvenate and, you know, get rid of any negativity that may be stuck to you and that could be from the outside world that could be from yourself that could be from other clients um just it kind of gives you that inner cleansing um i use crystals and herbs flowers um i'll envision you know any negative energy from my day being wiped away meditation is a huge form of self-care and i feel like everybody should practice it even if you can't do it even if your mind runs crazy give yourself five minutes a day of meditation um and build from there um I will pull back on readings or even conversating with other people for at least two to three days at a time to recharge. That's incredibly important. Um, and I recommend Love. strongly for anybody that practices any type of spiritual work, especially if you're running a spiritual business, um, doing a lot of inner child work. And so that means things that people wouldn't automatically think, like taking time back to watch Netflix or Hulu. Um, or just color or paint, doing something creative is going to be incredibly important to you. It doesn't matter if you're an accountant or a regular. I feel like you have to take time out to do something to keep your creative energy flowing or else you're not going to have that energy to give to other people. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, fun is a huge part. And I think that's, that's, and that's what we're coming at in with the age of Aquarius. You know, we were 
taught in the Piscean age that um, you have to do A, B, and C. You have to work your fingers to the bone to get to where you want to be and to, to mm-hmm. be successful. And the age of Aquarius is more of a go with the flow type of energy where you are um, mainly moving off of spirit. You are literally tapping into your spiritual self and your spiritual self is going to tell you where you need to go and what you need to be doing at that time. And that's a hard pattern to get out of, especially when you grew up on a time schedule. So um, it it allows for an intuition reset. And so I think that is, you need that. You need that balance and that duality. So balancing the spiritual world and the practical or material world is definitely going to boost your psychology. So that's a big self-care thing for me. 100%. So um, just a side note for all those listeners out there, if you do decide to try a spiritual bath, okay, and you put your crystals in there, do not put anything that is selenite or in the selenite family yes. because it will disintegrate in your water and it could also maybe get splinters in your skin. <laughs> like, all right. And now as we come to in a close... Uh, Alicia, I really would love for you to tell us more about your practice and your services. What exactly do you do? I am a tarot reader, as stated before. I also offer um, birth chart services. Um, I'm also a psychic medium. So if one would like to connect with a past loved one, and I consider myself an animal psychic. And that is for animals that are in the here and now and animals that have passed on. Wonderful. Awesome. And what is your goal and service to your clients? My goal is definitely to help um, those who need help with the awakening process through healing, um, you know, the healing portion of their journey, a lot of shadow work and and getting deep into that, um, helping basically to heal the soul so that we can heal our external or our material world. I love helping people um, heal through trauma that's caused in adulthood as well as childhood, um, reaching parts of, you know, of themselves that, that may have been hidden deep in their conscious and kind of bringing that out, and teaching them how to deal with those issues. And I think that's what the tarot is all about. So um, I also really believe in teaching the art of manifestation. So if you have trouble with manifesting or need tips with manifestation and how to bring your manifestations in faster to your material world, I'm your girl. Awesome. I love that. Um, I really hope that people take advantage of this and reach out to you. How can they contact so you? So clients or future clients can definitely contact me through email. Um, the Divine Beauties Tarot, all one word, at yahoo.com. Um, they can also catch my Facebook business page, which is also the Divine Beauties Tarot. Instagram at the Divine Beauties Tarot underscore and don't forget to hit me up on my YouTube page at again the Divine Beauties Tarot all one word wonderful guys go check out Alicia Alicia also I do want to mention do you want to go ahead and tell them about your website that is in the works so I am currently fixing up a website for um, my clientele and future clientele so that it can be easier for you guys to navigate to schedule and book appointments with me um, as well as to get any type of spiritual insight. I'm, 
I think I'm thinking about adding um, sort of like a blog or blog um, section to it, the website so that you guys can, you know, get the haps on chakras and um, even Yoni steam cleanses. I'll be putting information about that on there. And eventually I'll be reopening my store at a store open last year, a metaphysical shop. And so um, I'm getting in touch with doing that again. So I'm really excited. That's awesome. I am so excited. I can't wait to see your website. I am just tickled <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, all right, Alicia, thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast. Um, and I'm so blessed to have you in my life and have us cross paths. Guys, listeners, seriously, she is the real deal. She is one of, like I said, probably within the top two readings I've ever had. She was spot on. She was compassionate. She was kind, but also very insightful. And even though that anything came up that maybe I needed to work on, because listen, we're all there. We all have stuff to work on. Um, she was so gracious with that. And just to the point, it was meat and potatoes. You guys know that that's the kind of readings that I want for all of you is we want those, the meat and potatoes, as granular and detailed as you can get it. And that's really what speaks. And that's really what really moves you guys down your path and helps. So again, thank you so much, thank Alicia. You. And we will see you back on the Opal's Lounge. You'll have to come cool. visit again. Um, and I would love to discuss so many more topics with you. I think this is going to be a really... A really great thing. So thank, thank you so you much again. for the opportunity, Dylan. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh.